Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of AGP, where when we do lose it at gaming, it's not our fault. It's definitely the controller. Um, as always, I am Amanda. I am the best there was, is, and will ever be, and I will be, of course, hosting this episode again, because why? Again, I'm the best there was, is, and will ever be. And I'm absolutely thrilled and excited to know that we have guest Eric Adams that is joining us today. But before we get to say hello to him, again, I have to tease you all just a little bit more. We've gone even a little bit further with all the stuff that I've been hinting at um, the last couple of weeks. Of course, this is going to take AGP to a whole new level and is going to make it one of the best podcasts that is going to be known worldwide. I still can't tell you exactly what's going on yet, but I can tell you this, when, the, when everything becomes known, you're going to be absolutely loved and adored and excited, and you're never going to want to listen to another podcast again. And with that, it looks like Eric is already on the line and ready to join us. So let's go ahead and say hello to Mr. Eric Adams. Hello, Eric. How are you doing today? Hey, Amanda. I am super swell. How are you? I'm doing great. I am absolutely excited to have you on the show. I got to meet you the first time back in 2012. You're actually one of the first people to ever follow me on Twitter. Then I start to get. I started to get. Ugh, try tongue, my own tongue twister there. I started to really get to know you in 2013, and here you are finally in 2015 on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Finally. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is an honor and a pleasure. You have one of the most amazing pieces of work out there, but, you know, that's your job to tell us everything. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, so I'm Eric Adams. Uh, I am best known for creating a comic book series titled Lackluster World. That series first started in, um, the first issue came out in 2004, uh, and I completed the final issue of that series. I believe it was uh, 2013. Um, so it took me nearly 10 years to complete it. It was a seven-issue series, although the books are a little larger than normal issue size, generally speaking. And... Um, since that time, in uh, 2013, uh, I've been working on some other projects, too, which we'll get to a little bit. Um, so Lackluster World uh, is a story about an albino man named Fahrenheit Monahan and his attempts to change what he perceives to be his lackluster world. Um, and he's trying to change it through a combination of journalism and street art or vandalism. And he's trying to create like this one-two punch of creating these street art events anonymously and then reporting about them at the newspaper where he works um, as himself to try, to try to create a media spin uh, of these two events to try to actually change his environment, all because he's afraid his environment is trying to change him into something he doesn't want to be. And um, to some extent, he's correct because he's usually fighting off his fanatically religious brother and sister who are very desperate to convert him to their religion. Um, and there are many funny escapades between those two and himself and his, his name being Fahrenheit, his brother and sister are Kelvin and Celsius. And there's actually some interesting backstory as to why they're named that, that you learn about in the series. Um, the, the book itself is, uh, I, I did it all. I'm 100% the creator behind it. I'm the writer and the artist and the publisher. Um, I do it all. And, uh, the art is, uh, uh, it's all grayscale. As you can imagine, a book called lackluster world might be, um, the majority of it is done by hand. There's very little digital in it, but there's some. Um, I, you know, will cut corners to save myself a lot of hours if I can on a computer. And um, it is a, uh, uh, I call it a dark satire overall. Uh, it's a comedy drama satire um, because it's very funny uh, often, but it's also very uh, serious and somber at times too. And I think it's a good blend of the two. So it was always my dream to eventually collect this book into this series into one large graphic novel because I always imagine it as one large graphic novel. And uh, that's actually what I have coming up next. Um, next week, we're going to be uh, launching the Kickstarter for the Lackluster World hardcover graphic novel. And um, it's more than just a collection of the issues. Uh, it's really a director's cut version uh, of the whole story. The uh, I believe the original seven books added up to 252 pages. And this uh, collection is going to uh, bump it up to 380 pages. 
some of that is um, 30 of those pages are actually not comic content, but they're going to be um, like back matter stuff, like sketches and script fragments and, and uh, just things that pertain to the story overall and its creation. And then um, the remaining pages, though, of that 350 are all comics. And uh, the increase in that page count is due to a lot of new scenes being injected into the book that never really made it into that uh, first cut of those issues, uh, as well as um, uh, restructuring some of the existing content that's in there. Uh, for instance, the very first issue of Blackluster World, which I give away for free, by the way. Um, if you've ever met me at a convention, I'd probably put one in your hand for free. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think you've got one. I'm sure you've got one. Uh, it's not several, but it's uh, that original issue was 28 pages, and I'm essentially restructuring that and inserting more detail, and it's bumping it up to um, that same storyline is about 60 pages now. Um, so a large chunk of the new stuff that's going on is, is being added into into that that very beginning intro. Um, I'd say mo the majority of the changes that are happening to the book are happening to the uh, first like 30 35 percent of it. Um, but I'm very excited that that's coming up. That's been very long in the works, not just getting the book together, but getting the, the Kickstarter launched. And um, we're going to be doing that on Wednesday next week when that Kickstarter is going to launch. And uh, that's extremely exciting because there's nothing like sitting on plans for years and then having them finally come together. <laughs> that's that's a, a huge, uh, hugely exciting thing. So do I have to wait for next year or can I just tell you to take my money now? <laughs> you, can, you can send me... The dry meme, you know, from Futurama. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, of course, um, Blackbuster World has actually been nominated for some amazing um, awards. I believe in 2004 it was nominated for the Howard E. Day Prize. In 2008 and 2010, the Space Prize, and was the winner of the 2010 Champion City Award for Best Limited Series. That's right. Um, How exciting was that for you? Very. Uh, the Howard E. Day Prize is named after Howard E. Day. And uh, you've probably heard of the Space Prize. You have, Amanda, right? I've heard of these, but would you please, being the creator that you are, sure. that you do everything, I'm sure there might be people on here who just listen just because it's always a funny show to listen to. Would love to hear what these prizes are actually all about. Sure. Well, the Space Prize is... Uh, believe it or not, the prize they give out at the convention named SPACE. And SPACE is the Small Press and Alternative Comics Expo, the acronym of SPACE. And um, the SPACE prize is really the um, uh, replacement for the Howard E. Day prize. The Howard E. Day prize was something that Dave Sim created, named after his mentor, Howard E. Day. And Dave Sim is the very famous creator of uh, the 300-issue uh, comic book series Cerebus. And um, space was also my very first convention that I ever set up at. Uh, but I've set up there every year since. So I'll talk more about space later because we're going to talk about conventions. But um, space is amazing. And uh, the Howard E. Day Prize is something where – and the space prize. They're, they're, very, they're really the same prize, just renamed um, and offered from different individuals. The, the space prize is now offered by Bob Corby, who runs space. And uh, – Dave Sim actually uh, is no longer able to participate in space, I think, really just due to the distance and travel. So uh, the Howard E. Day Prize was, like, uh, really a huge accomplishment for me right out of the gate. I was really, um, uh, really, uh, I guess, surprised um, because the first convention I ever set up being at space, I submitted my books there, and it's not until the next year that you find out if you've been uh, nominated or even win. And... Um, I don't believe I won, but I know that I, I was nominated for it that first year, which was huge. And to have somebody as, um, as major as, as Dave Sim to hand-select that book was uh, a huge honor. Um, so after that, I've been nominated for the Space Prize. To be honest, I don't know if I can really count how many times, because I think the bio I gave you might not actually um, might not cover them all. But I, I know Lackluster Worlds been nominated at least three times for the Space Prize, if not four um, and I've also been, uh, I actually won the Space Prize for a book I did with Joanna Estep called Reflection, uh, which is something we did, I think, maybe six years ago. Um, so other prizes I think you mentioned was the Champion City Award, which won, uh, Lackluster World won Best Limited Series for that uh, back in 
Um, I'm, I'm terrible at years. I think it might have been 2012, uh, maybe 2013. And um, uh, I have were um, Steve Cry for 2008-2010 was nominated and the winner of the 2010 Champion City Award. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 2010, wow, that's five years ago. It's hard to believe. That's ago. <laughs> <laughs> I feel old. Nah, we're, we're comic people. We don't get old. We just get limited edition for more collection. <laughs> that's it. As comic people, we don't get old. We just get we we become collectible. That's all that happens. Yeah, then, I'll I'll call a spade like, a shovel. <laughs> I'll call a spade a shovel here and just say I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you ain't yeah. old. You're my age, and I'm not claiming to be old. I have no oh, more gray. I dyed right. my hair, so I'm not gray anymore. So I'm not old anymore. Yeah. Well, you have you have hair. Mine's falling out. You know what? That's what the fedora is for. Yeah, it's it partially sure keeps my head warm. Yeah, and <laughs> if anyone doesn't know or hasn't seen me at a convention, I'm usually wearing a fedora. Although, to be technical, it's a trilby, um, but nobody really knows the difference. <laughs> well, you know what? You need to keep your head warm with all the snow and ice and everything that we keep getting here in Ohio. Yes, I think we're getting another, like, foot of snow tomorrow. According to my weather report, now I live in Oxford, which is in the tundra, kind of. Not as bad as Indiana, but it's still pretty bad. They're predicting another three to four inches. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think I was here in 8 to 12 tomorrow here in Cincinnati. Just lovely. Come Easter time, we don't have to dye the eggs. It'll be more fun just to hide them in the snow and see if anybody finds them. Yeah, I don't mind. I like the winter. I like snow. I'm yeah, not a, I'm not I, a summer person at all. I'll take winter anytime. And see, I'm definitely a summer person. I love my summer. I love I, I I love being outdoors. I love fishing and canoeing and going to the amusement parks. And no, I do not under any circumstances like the cold, the snow. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand. I understand your pain because I understand the pain of summer. Well, we're just going to have to find a nice medium. That way, you know, the two of us can meet at a point. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't like traveling in all this snow. Um, the, furthest I've, the first time I ever had to drive in the snow, I went about 20 miles an hour down 74. I was leaving Cincinnati, heading back to my mom's house. In my Florida tagged car, because I was still living in Florida at the time, I was just coming home from a Bengals game. We had, you know, um, I believe we beat the Kansas City Chiefs to uh, go into the playoffs so we could walk into the playoffs and go, hi, we're just happy to be here since that's our MO. And um, as I just got reminded, I pretty much was on the phone crying the whole way because I was scared to death that I was going to die in my car because I had to drive on the highway in the snow. You're not used to that kind of thing? or was, I'm sorry, was this the first time you'd driven in the snow like that? or first ever driven in the snow. Second time yeah. I drove in the snow was about five minutes from my house to my job. And that's about the length of ever driving anywhere. Well, fortunately, there aren't many conventions happening during the winter season. Although that's kind of, this is winter season now, and there are a lot of conventions happening right now, so maybe I should eat my words there. Yeah, I was about to say, convention season has already, like, where, where did our breaks go? I was like, oh, nice, comfy little break. Boom. Conventions I, are back. When did this happen? It's you like, know what? They don't no. really stop anymore. You kind of get that break, or at least a perceived break with Christmas and New Year's, but not really, because... There's so many conventions. I mean, every weekend of the year, you can find a convention somewhere in America. Um, even the holiday weekends, you can find them. So I think here, like you and I are in the Midwest, and I think that there's a large concentration of them that happen here in the spring, or I guess you could say late winter, spring, um, and then again in the fall. Uh, so at least we have that perception that 
there's kind of this break in the summer and break in the winter. <laughs> okay, I, I'm so I, I I totally agree with you, but I know you're in the chat. Are you watching the chat at this point? Uh, yeah, somebody's saying hi to me. Hello, guest number four. Okay, guest three is Tina. Guest four. Okay, Tina, type something. Let's try this. Let's let's. I can figure out as soon as you type something. Say hi. My name is Tina. Good. I double dare you because I think everybody's confused on who they are at this point. And I can't tell because it says guest three or four. I got a tie-dye. I know which one he is. Hi, my name is Tina. Tina is four. My mother is three. And tie-dye, well, she's tie-dye. All right. (laughs) Tina's on. Hi, Tina. I'm sure everybody remembers Tina, the lovely wife and manager and the person who tells Rodney, who was on last week, when he doesn't oh, hi. hi, Tina. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't I didn't put together with your last name, which is like Nickelabanickety. Or... <laughs> I'm not she's trying Mrs. to pronounce that. Spike. I'm just going with she's Mrs. Spike. She's Mrs. Mrs. Rodney Spike. Spike. I, don't, I don't even try. I, don't, I forget if she even has a last well, name of her. Why can't, why can't Rodney be Mr. Nickelabanickety or whatever? <laughs> That's so sexist. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you have had some amazing releases here recently. You just came out with three new comics. Yeah, technically, you've got to look uh, at them before many, pretty much everybody else. You're one of the few people who's actually seen those. Um, And... uh, they don't come back. Thank you. Yeah, they don't even exist on paper yet. <laughs> I'm picking them up next week, so uh, they're all on on the press this week. Uh, but yeah, I have three brand new comic books all coming out simultaneously. And really, before I should even talk about those, I should talk about Narrier. Um, Narrier. I'm sorry. Then let's talk about that. You said, let's talk about it, and I said, okay, well, then let's talk about it. Barrier <laughs> is um, essentially the name of my new publishing company. Uh, it's N-A-R-R-I-E-R. It's like carrier, but with an N. The idea is it's a, 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 a portmanteau of uh, narrator, narration, or narrative, and carrier, as in like a carrier wave or carrier signal on radio. So narrier, when you put it together. Um, you can go to narrier.com right now. Not much is up there right now. It's just kind of a cryptic teaser website, but we're going to be putting um, a simplistic version of that site live next week around the same time that we launched the Lackluster World Kickstarter. Uh, Narrier is um, going to be more than just a publishing company. Um, There's going to be a lot of things going on with that in the fall, but that's going to happen in the fall, and I'll talk about it then. (laughs) Until then, it exists as a a brand under which all of my work is going to be going under. that includes Lackluster World and these three new titles that I have uh, been announcing on social media through the month of February. Um, those three titles are um, Pecking Order, Goodbye Weather, and the third is called Rumspringa, because there's an exclamation point on the end. It's Rumspringa and Amish Punk Yarn. So you got to look at them, right? Did you get a chance to read okay. through them or just flip through them? Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, I got to read through them. Great. I really enjoyed them. I mean, okay. they're – okay. First off, Goodbye Weather was gorgeous. I absolutely loved and adored it. Um, I cannot wait to get a nice hard copy. I just – there are just some of the small, some of the smallest things because I'm one of these people. When I read a comic, first of all, I like to flip through the actual pages. You know, I like to really be able to look at the art because when I when I read a comic, I try to read it through. So I'll look at the art first so I have a picture of remembering what the art is that goes with what the words are going on. Because I like to look at everything at different perspectives. That way, you know, it helps me break down the comics. And, of course, you know, I, I would love, with your permission, to be able to do a review on all three of these. 
But when it came to um, shoot, um, when it came to uh, goodbye weather, I just the simplicity of some of where the colors were were absolutely captivating. And somehow Eric got dropped from the call. <laughs> he says he is calling back in. And here he comes. <laughs> I see you're back. I'm unmuting you now. You're unmuted. Okay. I don't know what happened there. It just went blue. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the old days when I first started this, the show was extremely long. It was a two-hour show. My phone did not like that. My phone, because <laughs> I have to call in anywhere between 15 to 10 minutes before a show starts. My phone would only let me talk for two hours straight. After that, my phone would automatically shut off. And, and through every, every interview, every podcast, 15 minutes before the show ended, it would just cut off. And I was hoping that my guests would just continue talking. And, of course, they're like, hello, where'd you go? And, of course, I can hear everything. And I used to sit there in pure panic going, oh, Lord, this is so bad. I was like, we're going to have to change that. And I was like, you know what? A two-hour show is just way too long. So that's when I changed it to an hour. Because, you know, you always have to try everything once. (laughs) Yeah, you do an hour show and – I see nothing wrong with going long occasionally when you've got, you know, a good reason to. Well, and that's why when I set this up, I give myself the two-hour window in case, you know, we go over an hour, but that, you know, so I don't get pinged for not being within my time frame, but I try to really do some time management. I have this little alarm that goes off about five minutes before eight to let me know that it's wrap-up time. Mm-hmm. So, well, anyway, before I got kicked off the call, I think you were complimenting me. Continue that. <laughs> yes, I was. So, um, of course, the first one I got to read was Goodbye Weather. Now, like I was stating before I lost you, um, when I read a comic, the first thing I do is I flip through it. Um, or, in this, or in this way, since they are PDF, scroll through it. Because um, I like to take a look at the art first. Um, because I'm one of those people that when I read the story, I'm just reading the story. I don't want to stop reading the story to look at the art. So I go art first, then read the story, and then combine the two together. Mm-hmm. Um, the art was absolutely fabulous. Perfect shading. Um, really, a- the accents that you guys did, very detailed. And just like the small things, like the 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 colors in their faces, like either the pink or the green, how it really just pops out on the screen, the really bright colors was absolutely fabulous. And you could see the emotion and in all honesty, I absolutely loved it. And then the story itself was very captivating and I really can't wait to get my hands on a hard copy of this and then you're going to have to sign it. I think one of the most beautiful pages, one of the most absolute beautiful pages is um, the one with all the colors in it. I don't want to uh, give anything away. Okay. Yeah, it's, I think I know which one you're talking about. That was, that's like the, that's the money shot page. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It's one with the face and all the colors just exploding at me. Had to go get my shades because it was so bright and gorgeous and mesmerizing. And I just, I think I sat there for like, Two minutes going, I went to look at every detail of it. So I absolutely loved and adored it. And something that I asked before I lost you is, by the way, since I really did enjoy these three comics, may I please, with your permission, do a review on these? Oh, of course, please. Uh, keep it spoiler-free if you can, but uh, absolutely, uh, please do a review on it. That would, that would be super appreciative of that. And, um, and thank you for <laughs> the, the kind words about them, too. Um, I thought anybody who's listening who might want to see something of what we're talking about, um, I think the easiest access to see it right now would be um, the, uh, the Narrier Facebook page. And that's just facebook.com slash Narrier, N-A-R-R-I-E-R, like carrier but with an N. And um, you just scroll down a little bit, and you'll see the, the covers to each of these three books that I have coming up that we're, we're talking about here. Um, and Goodbye Weather, you brought up the lights in their faces. Goodbye uh-huh. Weather was a... 
uh, you brought up like the lights that are embedded in their like their cheeks, the char- the two main characters, and yeah. uh, those. Uh, the whole process of working on that book was really interesting. The um, my friend Jerem Morrow, who did um, uh, a, a large chunk of the art, I, I have to say a large chunk and not all of it because we really it was kind of a collaborative effort. Um, he did uh, like I, I wrote it, of course, and then he did the. Um, uh, pencils and inks, and I did the colors and the lettering on top of it. Um, but it was a, there was a lot of creative collaboration the whole time through, um, where it was a, a kind of a mesh between what was happening between us. Because a lot of the, the concepts and things in the book, that just the creative artistic concepts, are things that he really put on there and added to it. Um, a, a great example is the lights that you see embedded in their faces. And if, anybody, if anybody's looking at that cover art right now, you see those two main characters and their, their profiles. And they have... Um, uh, the one has like this pink line going from his nose back to his ear, and um, that's Fairfax. And then the uh, the woman character Quinn has like these three green do- dots in her cheek. And what he had done was uh, drawn them on there as tattoos. And um, right away I saw them as, as more than that because this is a story that it's a cyberpunk story. It takes place in the future, and um, uh, I thought right away, well, those lit them up like that. And right away we were both just, oh my God, this is exactly what needs to be happening with these characters. And, um, it adds so much to it. Uh, it. It's my hope that with any book I write, it really creates a world around it that makes you ask lots of questions as to how these characters came to be, where they are, where they're going to go. You know, it just interests you in the world. It's more than just like a, a quick wham-bam story. And um, uh, I think with Goodbye Weather, we, we really, in fact, I think the, some of the other books we're going to talk about too, I think that um, I succeeded there. Um, and, you know, I should probably give a quick pitch on Goodbye Weather. Just <laughs> here's what it is, you know. Uh, <laughs> good, Goodbye Weather is um, it's a cyberpunk slice-of-life romance following two aging hackers for hire on a job to commandeer a space-based advertising platform. Um, so Goodbye Weather is good stuff. It's good stuff. Yes, it is. But if you want a shocker and something that'll make you laugh out loud, I have to recommend Pecking Order. Which was it? The, well, wait a minute, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I can't ask you what was funny and what was shocking. <laughs> Pecking Kid Order. Let's, let's just try Kid and Sense. How about that? Uh, can you I know that? you know that channel. Kid, Bird, Sense. Dad yeah. laughing. Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, pecking order is interesting, too. I, all three of these have three of these books have interesting backstories as to how they came to be. But um, a friend of mine, John Michael Lennon, who is uh, the creator of Cheese Lord Comics, he, um, he had asked me to write a short story for him to put into a book. And he was asking for like four pages, and I wrote 12. <laughs> and I think he went through a heavy night of drinking and panicking because I sent him this large script and uh, uh, ultimately said, hey, we need to trim this down to something smaller. And I said, well, I understand that. Well, I'll be honest, I really, I I absolutely enjoyed, I mean, when it came to pecking order, when I first opened it up, I'm like, what is this? You know, it's like, okay, very normal. Okay, what's the matter with this child? Oh, my gosh, what's the matter with this other child? Like, it made, this one made me go back, and I had to reread it a second time, so I'm like, okay, I got it. The kid's still weird, but I got it. <laughs> and I lost it again. All right, so anyway, with Pecking Order, which is an absolute, it's a wonderful comic. Um, again, I don't want to give anything away. Um, the art, again, very nicely done. Um, when it comes to the actual storyline, I really can't say much because when I, if, I say, if I say anything, it's really going to ruin it for you. And, of course, I don't want to ruin anything for you. I would definitely look for when this comes out. Um, the beginning of it is definitely going to give you a laugh like none other. The twist in it 
um, when you meet one of the other main character from the front, from the very cover of the comic, you're going to be like, what is the matter with that child? But, you know, it gives you this very, it starts off really normal and takes a major twist within the comic. And it just makes you think about everything. But it has this really great friendship story to it as well. And that's just something that's very amazing because there's always something a little, there's always something hidden. And that's something that people need to realize when it comes to comics is there's always something a little hidden that you always have to look back and check out those things. Um, There I am saying um again. Um, The next comic, we'll be getting to that as soon as Eric's back. Here's Eric. Hi, Eric. Welcome back. Hey, am I back now? What's going on here? (laughs) I was telling a little bit without ruining anything about Taking Order, how it starts off basically normal. You meet this kid, and then it just kind of takes this twist. You're not expecting it. You get to meet the next main character. You're still sitting there going, what's really going on? Underneath it, you see this friendship kind of bonding within it. It's a great read um, and very interesting. I really did enjoy it, and I was complimenting the comic and telling people that they need to keep a lookout for this comic when it comes out because I'm sure, matter of fact, I am positive that they would absolutely adore it. Well, thank you. I I hope everybody does. Um, Yeah, the the quick, uh, the elevator pitch, again, for this one, I've got a good pitch for all three of these books, by the way. this is a dystopian sitcom about Richie, a bioengineered quote-unquote subhuman, and um, he's recently been awarded equal human rights, but only to become a pet in the suburbs. And uh, I'll kind of leave it at that, so we don't spoil anything further. But um, yeah, that one's the that's the that's the weird book. <laughs> I mean, you think it'd be weird having like lights embedded in your face and goodbye weather, but Pecking Water is definitely the one that's. It's it's funny and it's dark and it's weird and I love it. Um, and that's what I was telling them is, is I can't tell you too much about it because if I say one word wrong, you're gonna know exactly what the comic's about and I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those. It's it's definitely uh, the twist is the story and it's it's a great twist I think. It was, if I'm allowed to compliment my own work, my comic book is amazing. Because you start off in this very normal suburbia thing, and then the kid goes outside, and then you see this twist. And then the kid meets the other main character. Richie meets, um, oh, what is her name? Um, Kate? Kate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, sorry. She meets Kate, and Kate gives you a whole other twist. And then watching the interactions between these two, there's like three or four little twists in this comic, so I can't give out too much information other than there's Richie, there's Kate, and Richie meets a fence, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that turned out that turned out great. And I, I got a that's what I was talking about when I got cut off before on the phone was um the artist Jason Fetterhan really was just uh, phenomenal and really nailed that because uh, uh, the script I gave him was pretty tight. And uh, for him to really pull off the art in a way that really communicated the humor in that is amazing, and I'm, I'm real happy with it. And I, and I also need to talk about the colorist for that story, too, because that was colored by Ricardo Michel, um, who is, uh, I don't even recall how I found him. It was on Twitter or DeviantArt or something, and um, it was his first gig. Uh, I, at least I think it was his first gig writing, or I'm not writing, but uh, uh, illustrating comics, and he was coloring them in this situation, but... Um, I think he knocked it out of the park too. I'm I'm so happy with how that book came together. Um, the and I hope everybody else. Even though it's twisted, the colors still give it that childlike essence. Um, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, it should be page 19. Kate and Richie are outside, and you just see this one panel, and there's a little birdie in it, and there's this color red, and the color red in it is just so vibrant. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're. I don't. I don't want to say any more about it, but I know what you, exactly what you're getting at. But yeah, that's um, that's great. You, you want to move on was, to? Uh, yes, I would love to move on to the one that, as soon as I saw the cover, I went, 
is this Amish walking, stalking robot? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's called Rumspringa. It's uh, Rumspringa, an Amish punk yarn. And uh, it is the world's very first entry into the exciting Amish punk genre, which I have created. It was a, it's a story about two feuding Amish families who have children experiencing Rumspringa, and uh, their feud escalates into a battle of giant wooden robots punching it out. For those of you who don't know what Rumspringa is, this is a real thing. Rumspringa is a... Um, uh, let's see, when, when Amish children get to a certain age, like 13, 14, 15, they're permitted to kind of break away from Amish traditions and culture in order to kind of experience what quote-unquote real life is like. And they get to kind of choose if they want to remain Amish um, or if they want to break away from their community and um, essentially be shunned. And uh, not just essentially be shunned, I mean, that's exactly what it is. They'd be shunned and, uh, you know, kind of give up their families and that life to uh, live, a, live a life outside of an Amish community. And this is a, a, a fictional extension upon what Rumspringa really is. Uh, but it's very funny. Uh, it's definitely the funniest of the three books here, I think. Um, it was, it, it, its story is not nearly as serious at all. The other two, I think, have quite serious stories to them with some humor injected. But this one is really all for the laughs. And um, considering people go for the funny more than anyone else, I'd bet, I'd put my money on this is the book that's probably going to be the, the pop, most popular of the three simply because it's the one that has the most laughs in it. I have to say, I, it was page nine, and you get to the very first thing, and all you see is this Jacob and his wife, they're panicking, they're getting out of bed, something's going on, and the next thing you see is the top of the morning to you, Jacob, and I don't want to ruin it for again for anybody, but just see, if you could just see it, let's just... In, Envision there is a giant robot involved yelling to Jacob, top of the morning to you, and there's a cow going moo. <laughs> yeah, that's Gertie the Wonder Cow. That's one of the main characters in the story is Gertie the Wonder Cow. She, um, she, go, she faces off against uh, Job, the horse owned by the other Amish family. And, uh, yeah, I think anybody who wants to get a feeling for what the, the book is really about, the cover, I think, does a fantastic job of really encapsulating what's going on in that book. And um, if you were looking at Narrier's Facebook page, that's facebook.com slash Narrier, uh, scroll down a bit and you'll find the, uh, the cover to Rumspringa. It is, uh, I think it's a, a very uh, clear picture of what you're going to get inside that book. And I am excited for it, as I am for all three of the books I have coming out. Oh, yeah. All three of them are absolutely fabulous. The artwork, again, is just to die for. Um, each one of them, I have some of my own favorite pages. When it comes to Rumspringa, I think my favorite panel in this is the fight thing. Yeah, I know. The, the video game pages, yeah. Yes. The homage, the homage to video gaming, you know. But I love the fact that it wasn't fight. It was very Amish, and it said dispute. Yes. <laughs> and there's more of those, too, but don't spoil them. That's the, that was, uh, that was the, I, when I was writing that, that was what, that caused me to laugh out loud and stop, because that's like, that's what's going to sell this book. <laughs> Just that joke alone. The, uh, again, yeah, I won't spoil it for listeners, but that was. Uh, well, listen, it doesn't actually spoil any of the plot, which is the only reason why I said it, because it's funny. And it's very catchy for the fact that it's definitely going to make people want to. You should use that as a way of promoting it. That could have been a cover all in itself, in all honesty, to sell this book. Yeah, I've, I've considered it, actually. Uh, I'm going to be posting up um, preview pages from each of these books uh, probably next week uh, when I actually put it up for sale uh, online. And um, We'll see what, what art I decide to extract from the books to use for promotion, but uh, I've been slowly picking panels here or there to show off online, and uh, that may be one of them, because you're right, that's a, that's a pretty good one. When it comes to this book, that one would be definitely the one I would pick. Well, noted. I will, um, 
<laughs> I will I will carry your opinion strongly as I consider what to do with it. That is an honor all within itself. It better be. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> well, um so all three of these books are uh I they really kind of it wasn't intentional for them to all come out at the same time at first, but I noticed that the timeline for their completion was coming pretty close together and I said, well, Heck, I'll, I'll just do it all at once and, you know, make a big splash with three books at once rather than space them out throughout the year. Um, so uh, I'm going to be hitting the convention circuit hot and heavy here over the next few months with those books and, of course, the uh, the Lackluster World Kickstarter. Um, in fact, I have three, I'm sorry, six conventions in five weeks. Uh, I've got this coming weekend off and then starting the weekend of um, – I think it's the 13th and 14th, or maybe it's 12th and 13th. Um, no, 14th and 15th. 13th, 14th, and 15th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to be both at Lexington and Indiana that weekend. Um, Indiana Comic-Con being... I, I'm actually... You've seen The Prestige, right? I'm actually uh-huh. two people, and uh, it's a magic trick. No, uh, I, am, uh, I have the assistance of my lovely not-wife, Jessica White, who will be um, manning or womaning the table for me uh, alternately at each show. So she's going to be setting up in Lexington, and I'll be setting up in Indianapolis. And then Saturday we're going to switch, and then on Sunday we're going to switch again. So I'll, I'll make it to both, but not 100% at either. Um, and she'll be filling in for me while I'm gone, as she is my partner in Marrier Publishing. Uh, but that's just like, that's our first... Do you actually have all three of these, plus, of course, your lackluster world at for the weekend of the 13th, 14th, and 15th of March at both Lexington Toy Comic Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, and the Indiana Comic Con in Indianapolis, Indiana? That's right. I'll have that's the that'll be the first that'll be the premiere of uh, all three of these books, and um, and also the big kickoff weekend for our uh, lackluster world Kickstarter, and I'll of course have the lackluster world um, issues and books with me too. Um, but let me tell you, for those of you who want to read Lackluster World, of course, I'd, I'd be delighted if you picked up the issues, but you're, you're going to want the hardcover. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Um, I'd say, I'd say any money you were going to put towards the issues, put it towards that Kickstarter. It's going to be worth it. Uh, but yeah, I'll be at the, both those conventions. Um, and I'll give you a quick rundown here because I've got a convention every weekend for the next month after that. Uh, I'll be at, uh, what they're calling SC Comic-Con, which is South Carolina Comic-Con. Um, that would be March 21st and 22nd. And then uh, I believe... Uh, I'm going to get my calendar up and actually make sure I get this right. I believe the weekend <laughs> after that is going to be Gem City, which will be, uh, that'll be a huge one. Yeah, I Gem City. I have to set up for Gem City. Have to. Jesse's a really good friend of mine. And I will definitely be at that one. So, yes, Gem City is the 28th and 29th. Yes, and Gem City is a fantastic convention. Um, and Gem City, or I'm sorry, Jesse of Gem City is a, uh, is a fantastic uh, showrunner for that, too. And um, that is the, forgive my pun, the crown jewel of my convention season. Ha, ha, ha. And, uh, well, I know he gets to be on the show on the 24th which will be the Tuesday before Gem City. Oh, you have Jesse on the show that week. Yes, Jesse's coming on the show. Fantastic. I'll, I'll be listening for sure. Awesome. And yeah, then, I'm, let's the weekend see. At- yeah, that's what I was going to say. The weekend after that, which would be April 4th and 5th, yeah, that weekend I'm going to be at. Um, it's a small show. I I actually was invited to just recently, and I've not. I think it's this first year. It's called the uh, Kentucky Cosplay and Comic Con, and um, it's it, it, that's Easter weekend and it's Saturday and Sunday. But I'm only going to make it on Saturday that weekend, um, and that is in Lexington. Um, I believe the website for that is. Um, I wish I was a little more prepared. Okay, I think it's KY. So I'll look it up uh, here while I pull up the... Uh, I'm sorry? 
What did you say the name of the show was again? It's the Kentucky Cosplay and Comic Con. It's K-Y, K-Y like Kentucky, K-Y Cosplay and Comic Con.com. Or look it up on Facebook. They have a Facebook page too, and they seem to keep it pretty active with stuff. Let's and then... See. There's their Facebook page. So why don't we go ahead and post that so everybody can see. Sure. And bam. There you go. I forgot we had this chat here. I should have been posting this stuff all along. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's why I run things. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm the boss. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and what's after the Kentucky Cosplaying Comic Con? Then there's Tricon, and uh, that would have been the weekend of space as well, but space has been moved. Um, yes. So I was going to be doing Tricon and space, similar to my arrangement with uh, Lexington in Indiana, where, where Jessica was going to be setting up at space on Saturday while I was at Tricon. And then when Tricon ended, I was going to hoof it up to uh, Columbus for space and be there on Sunday. So uh, I don't have to do that now. But uh, I'll still be at Tricon, and um, then space got moved to uh, later in the summer, and I'll be there later in the summer for sure. But uh, and of course, let's clarify this: the Tricon you're talking about is the one that's in West Virginia, correct? Oh, that's right, because they have two now. Yes, I'm talking about West Virginia Tricon, um, and that's my last convention for the duration of my like my big Kickstarter campaign. Um, and I'm definitely going to many others throughout the year, including San Diego. Um, I managed to square away a um, IP pavilion booth for uh, San Diego, which is, uh, you know, pretty good placement. So we're going to go out there and have our hardcover lackluster world graphic novels from our Kickstarter at San Diego. That'll be the big release for it. And um, really, up until then, it's like this whole year is just this gigantic, big, planned out thing. And... um, I'm super excited that it's all happening because it's been years in the making to finally get all this stuff to, to line up as it's happening right now. And, um, you know. You sure don't need Amanda to come and help with anything at San Diego? <laughs> Are you trying to get your, find a way out to San Diego? Is that what you're trying to do? I've been trying to find a way out to San Diego since I was four. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to load up my Honda Fit with as many books as we can and drive out there and drive back. So it's my hope to not have to bring anything back with me and just go gangbusters. Well, I'm two and a half. I'm very compactable. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a car top? You can fit in there. You know, I would do that. For San Diego, I would do that. You'd have to be in there for like two and a half days, <laughs> both ways. Have we stopped that red stuff yet? I need some water. Let me yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, through the, through the desert. <laughs> Stuck in a car. <laughs> Asking to stop so I can use the bathroom might be a little difficult. I wonder if I could get cell phone reception in there. Let me out. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get you that a... Uh, awesome. You get to go to San Diego. Now, we'll I have a, a question for you. Is yeah, sure. A, do, do you post all of the shows that you're going to on a website or anything? Yeah. Um, I, right now, the best place to see the list is at um, my blog site, which is going to be uh, traded out for the new Narrier site that's coming up. But right now, go to um, – and I'll post the link. Uh, go to ericadams.net, and over on the right-hand side, you'll see a full list of all the conventions I'm uh, confirmed for right now. Uh, there will definitely be more dates added to that. Um, I am posting a link right now for everybody in the in the chat room. But yeah, I have a um, big list, and uh, that really only gets me up through the the middle of the year. The second half of the year, I've not been able to confirm any conventions just yet, but um, there will be more for sure. All right, and where can everybody follow you? Um, you're on Facebook, Twitter. What social medias are you on? Yeah, uh, personally, you can find me on Facebook, uh, uh, facebook.com slash eadams, uh, or on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash ericadams. You can follow uh, Lackluster World at facebook.com slash lacklusterworld. 
and Narrier at facebook.com slash Narrier. Um, I suggest following Narrier uh, for any updates for any of the books I have coming out, including Lackluster World, because everything I have is going to be filtered through Narrier from here on uh, forward. Um, but I'm not a big user of uh, Instagram or Pinterest. We try to keep it simple. Facebook and Twitter right now. Uh, you can also find uh, uh, twitter.com slash Narrier, um, and we're trying to get that off the ground too. So uh, I'm sorry, twitter.com slash Narriercom, as in dot com. Uh, that's twitter.com slash Narriercom, because unfortunately, slash Narrier was already taken. I will take it back. <laughs> you want to take it back? <laughs> well, let's make sure we post that Twitter one. And oh, look at that! Narrier now has seven followers. Awesome! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> here, I'll uh, I'll help you out with some linkage here because I see. Oh, you're up, you're way ahead of me. <laughs> I'm always ahead of everybody. It's what I do. Let's see, where else did I need to? Oh, and of course. Do you ever, and what, how are you with if people go to you yourself on your Facebook or Twitter pages? Do you accept oh. friends? Yeah, of course I do, yeah. Um, here, until I reach a limit, you know, which maybe you'll be one of the cool people that gets in before I hit that 5,000 person limit, which wouldn't be hard because <laughs> so I'm only like at 500, so. <laughs> well, we're just going to have to work on that. Oh, see, now you did beat me to the Facebook one, so see, you beat yep. me to one. Yep, take that. Shame on you. Smack. <laughs> oh. so where am I well, going to see you? Huh? Where am I going to see you? Where Where do our convention schedules overlap first? Well, of course. Um, now, it hasn't been defined, but I do have the weekend of the 13th, 14th, and 15th off. It's really depending. Um, originally, I was supposed to go to the Lexington Toy Comic Expo, but the people that I was going with there kind of um, aren't going to that anymore. Um, there might be a possibility of me still going to the Indiana Comic Con because I know my friend Scott Bachman is going. I may still end up at uh, Lexington Toy Comic Expo because, you know, uh, Tina and Ronnie Fife are going to be there. Sean and Stephanie Forney are going to be there. Um, so that one's still a little bit up in the air. I'll have more def- more time on that a little bit later. Um, Horror Hound in Cincinnati is the weekend after that, which will be the 21st and 22nd. Of course, I will be at Gem City, um, helping Jesse out wherever he needs it. Um, I should be at the Tricon in West Virginia. I'll be at the Tricon in Ohio. I'm going to be at C2E2. I will be doing New York Comic Con this year. Uh, of course, I have Derby City in June and Calvaclave Comics in October. And so far, that is most of my list. Oh, and, of course, I will be at DragonCon this year in September. And DragonCon. Con. Yeah, I love DragonCon. That's my that's I've my never vacation. been. Really? No, I, I've never – I've always I, – I guess I just heard stories about comics people setting up there, and it kind of just intimidated me. I never made an effort to really go. Um, but I'll tell you what, if I went to DragonCon, I don't think I'd want to go there and try to sell books. I think I'd actually want to go to, like, a lot of the tracks they have going on. It sounds like a really attractive convention. They um, have three tracks at that convention. Um, I'll be honest, the best time to, to, if you want to go, even just to have fun, sign up for that convention in September. You will have your track. The show isn't until the next September. You will have your track so you can start make, just deciding where you want to go by June to give you two months to figure out what panels or tracks you want to go to. That's how many they have at that show. Yeah, I hear they have a, a fantastic uh, science and skepticism track, and I'm all about that. <laughs> that would be amazing to go see some of those people speak. Um, oh, I have been to many of their panels. They have stuff um, ranging from all ages to adult content only, from the simplest thing in comics all the way to television. They Everything that you can think of, anything that you've ever dreamed of having as a panel or a track, they have it there. It's a lot of fun, and everyone's just, it's just a really cool place to be. I've met some of the most amazing people at that show. I walk in there. I have lots of friends. It's really nice, and it's just a nice, relaxing vacation where I get to go and enjoy a convention. 
because most conventions I go to, I'm either running tables, I'm working for the convention, I'm a guest, whatever, I'm doing panels, whatever it is, I'm always working at a convention. That just happens to be the way it is. Um, so that's my vacation. Um, and then after, but after Dragon Con, I do have Cincinnati Comic Con, and then I have Mid Ohio Con. And that should be pretty much it. Oh, and I do apologize. Calvert Clade is actually in November, not October. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, yeah, a lot of those shows you mentioned later in the year, I'll probably be at. I just can't confirm that yet. I haven't attempted to sign up. I'm, I'm just trying to get through the next few weeks <laughs> or next six weeks and survive before I really start thinking about the fall. Oh, if you have to sign up for Derby City, you're in trouble. So you better go sign up for that one. Oh, no, I'm, I've, I've got Derby under control. I'm, uh, just a few others I hadn't mentioned. I'm going to Motor City in May. I'm going to Derby. Uh, I'll never miss Derby. That's Chuck's show. And Chuck and I are thick as thieves. Uh, he's a uh, Chuck's great. I've never missed his show. Um, and then, um, and not just because it's him. Derby's actually a great show in itself too. I should clarify that I'm not going just to support my friend. It's really both. But uh, oh, Derby is a wonderful show. You know, it's nice to have a show that's not. It's not huge, but it's not small. It's like the perfect right amount of show. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And it's it's two days now. And, um, you know, I think it, it, they just had their first year as two days. And there's always that growing pain first year of two days, you know, your first year at two days. And we got through that and it actually went really well. Um, and uh, so this year, um, I, I you, in fact, you, you know way more about this than I do. What am I saying? There, the space is... The, the space is much larger. There's more tables. It's going to just be a, a big deal, right? Oh, yeah. We have moved the convention upstairs. It's bigger. We have more room. Um, you know, every, you know. yes, last year was our first two-year show. We got, And every show that moves from a one-day show to a two-day show always has their growing pains. But with Derby City, Derby City is not going to have any issues because it's it's a great show. And I'm not saying that just because, you know, I work there. I'm saying that because I wouldn't be working there if I didn't like the show. I don't work for shows that I don't like. Sure. Well, it is a great show, and um, I look forward to it every year. So I look forward to most shows every year, really. there's I guess the only ones I don't look forward to are the ones I hate, which I will name now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate nice. HateCon. You ever been to HateCon? I hate it. No. HateCon's hateful. I never, no, never even heard of it. Yeah, I, I'm making it up, Amanda. <laughs> we should start HateCon, though. Don't, 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 you, don't you be making it up, though, because you know me, I'm going to go running straight to the computer. I'm going to start typing stuff like that in and trying to figure out what's going on. See, see, this is going back to the messages that we were sending where you try to, like, drive me absolutely insane and give me nightmares. Stop that. You're a bad, I was bad sending, I was, you know, you asked me when we were going to do this show if it was all ages or adults only. And I really wanted to do adults only. <laughs> but <laughs> I knew that there was a barrier to log in if you did that. I wanted to make it make the show easy access for everyone. So I... I've held myself back. I haven't said any bad words like, or, or, you know. I, I, I'm very, I'm very pleased with you because, you know, I know, I know a lot of us when we are together, there's no filter. There really isn't. We're just ourselves and doing a show like this. Sometimes you really do have to go, I really need to make sure I don't say anything inappropriate or rude, you know, because, and the thing is, is, yeah, the reason why I have the two is because sometimes people just want to come on and just have a good time, and they don't want to have to worry about the barrier. Um, sure. That's why they make you. You have to sign in because you have to confirm that you're 18 years of age or older. With this right. one, you don't, which is why, you know, I, I do have to stress, you know, please, 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 you know, just because I don't. With this, you know, obviously I'm hoping that some younger people do get to listen to it or are you get to be in the chat rooms and stuff due to the fact that I would absolutely love and adore because this gives an opportunity for them to get to meet and some new creations. Because a lot of the younger kids, they're being fed off of social media. 
which means they well, pay attention to the Marvel movies, what Disney's putting out, and the DC movies, what Warner Brothers putting out, and that's what they know. They know. They know absolutely whatever TV throws in front of them. Hence, My Little Pony is still one of the biggest things in the world because it's still one of the biggest cartoons on television. This, mm-hmm. with all ages, does at least allow the younger generation to realize that there's so much more out there than just what media wants to pump into you. Absolutely. I understand. So, well, Are we about out of time? And I totally did not hear the alarm. It just went off again for the second time. I'm just not paying attention. Look what time it is. It's already after 8 o'clock. My, how time flies when we're talking comics and fun. I'm, I'm just that captivating. So mesmerizing. But you know what? This is not, this may be your first, but this is not the last time that you're going to be on the show because you're coming back on, I do believe it is April 14th to talk with us again. Yeah, I'll be back for sure. We're going to, that'll be after, uh, actually, that'll be right at the end of our Kickstarter. So um, I can report back on, on how that's gone and maybe make a plea of, please help me reach my goal if I'm not there yet. <laughs> Because it'll be ending just a few days later. But but don't worry. You have Amanda on your side, so you know that Twitter and Facebook account will be posting every day about that Kickstarter. Well, thank you. I I think I need to call in every favor I've ever um, needed (laughs) or maybe earned uh, in my life just to make sure that we meet this goal. Um, We'll, We'll meet the goal. I have no worries about that. Yeah, I feel good about it, too. I feel good about it, too. I I really do feel good about it. And that's because, you know, again, I've read Lackluster World. I know what a fabulous comic it is. You know, you can see the heart and soul that you put into it. The shading that you did in it is unbelievable. I love the storyline. And every fan that, everyone that you have that's already a fan of it, they're going to make bids on it because they're going to want that hardcover. And, of course, anybody who listens to the show at this point is definitely going to run over. Check out the work that you do. Obviously, you know, guys, go see him at these shows. Like he said, you know, he will go, here, here's issue one. Have a tape. Please, try it out. It's what yep. got me hooked onto it. I'm sure you'll be hooked on it, too. I'm absolutely excited to know that in two weeks, there's going to be hard covers or hard copies of Rum Springa and, um, sorry, I just went totally blank. That is my fault. I am shame on me, bad me, Rum Springa and, don't you, don't say it. I know it. Pecking Order and Goodbye Weather. You got it. That's right. <laughs> and I highly recommend them. If you want hey. something that's just straight out funny, I strongly suggest Rum Springa. If you're looking for something, you know, a little bit more sensible with a little, you know, you know, if you're looking for that more adult drive type, you know, adult comic where you're really going to need to pay attention, I strongly suggest Goodbye Weather. If you're looking for a mix of anywhere between funny and kind of disturbing with twists, I recommend Pecking Order. Or if you're someone like me who loves all types of genres of comics, go get all three. Because <laughs> that's my pick, all three. And um, if anybody who is in the chat room or anybody listening, because I know we do have a few people that are just listening, all books will be on sale or will be on sale online next week and will start shipping the week of March 16th, which happens to be the weekend that he will actually have them at both Indiana Comic Con and Lexington Toy Comic Expo. Again, everybody, make sure that you go check out Eric Adams on Facebook and Twitter, and, you know, go like Lackluster World. Why is that the biggest tongue twister for me to say? I don't know, but you're not the only one. (laughs) And, of course, check out Narrier on both, again, Facebook and Twitter. You know, let's hope Narrier get a little bit more popular on Twitter because poor little Narrier is sitting out there right now with uh, six followers. Yeah, we, we got we got to get that up. Absolutely, we'll get that up. Oh, we're up to eight now. Oh, up to eight! Woo! Up to you eight. are skyrocketing. Yeah. Good job, AG Peers. 
<laughs> so, of course, we here at AGP want to thank Eric Adams so much for taking time out of his busy schedule with three comics and a Kickstarter and the convention season already kicking up. Obviously, you're going to be a very busy man, but we thank you so much for your time. Of course, everybody, again, go like him on Facebook and Twitter and everything else that we've explained. Of course, if you want more of Eric Adams, he will be back on the show on April 14th. In the meantime, next week we have guest Scott Simmons, who is known for our Supermom, which is an all-ages comic. After that, we have the fabulous Chris Colton, who will be on the show, who is a comic writer. We have, which we've already mentioned, after that, Jesse from Gem City. Then we have Boston Metaphysical, which is another great comic book company out. They're going to be on the show. After that, we're bringing back one of our favorite guests that we always have, Mr. Nate Brandon. Or no, yeah, Nate Brandon will be on. The week after that will be Eric Adams. And the weekend after mm. that, Scott McMahon from Audio Comics will be joining us again. So we have a really great lineup. We're fully booked all the way to May just for you guys out there. And on that note, again, thank you so much, Eric. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Um, yeah, just uh, I'll stick around in the chat room here after the show if anybody has any questions. So um, ask away. And thanks again for having me on the show, Amanda. I really appreciate the opportunity. It is my pleasure. And, yeah, guys, just because the show ends, if you guys still want to talk in the chat room, I do leave it open. So if you guys have questions, want to say something, ask him anything, please do. you have anything to ask me or any questions, please do. And, of course, for those of you who don't already know, you can also follow me on both Twitter and Twitter and Facebook. On Facebook, I am just Amanda Gillum. You can see my name right up there in the top corner for Amanda Gillum Presents. It tells you exactly how to spell my name. You will see that nice little logo right there on my Facebook page and Cthulhu as my background. You can't miss me. And on Twitter, I am known as LadyVader79. So please follow me over there. You follow me, I will follow you back. I love being able to talk to people. I'm always online. If you have any questions at any time, please feel free. And on that note, just remember, everybody, you don't have to grow up. It's not that important. Always enjoy who you are and the things that you love because that's what makes you who you are, not your age. And I'll see you all next week on AGP All Ages. Bye-bye.